From the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. That's a record. Their new album. Drop, drop, drop. New and excitingly different. And they keep dropping, dropping. Drop it like it's hot. Drop on back. Drop dead sex. And then come those words we have all waited so long to hear. Your weekly look at the new release shelf begins right now. Here's Phil Shirakawa. And another episode of the album drop is on the air, but it ain't just not just any old other another episode. No, 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 my friends. This is album drop 300. We made it somehow. And I couldn't have done it without you. So thank you very much for helping me to get there and being a part of it. Coming up today on the show, a lifelong dream of mine, fully and utterly fulfilled as I will be speaking with Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Lisa Loeb. You remember her from the 90s. Or if you weren't old enough to remember her from the 90s, ask your cousins or uncles or parents, because if they were cool, then they knew her. And that's coming up in you know 15 or 20 minutes, so that's going to be really exciting stuff. We're also going to cover some of the things that we do every week on this show, like This Week in Music History... We're going to get into some music news stuff with the Music Meltdown. I found something really cool on the internet, as uh, I often do, and uh, we'll be sharing that with you. And so much more, including brand new stuff from a wonderful band out of Montreal that are called La Trouble. They've just released uh, a, a new record. It is called Making Matters Worst. It's out now on Indica Records. And these guys have a great kind of bouncy pop kind of sound. Pop rock, rocky... It's it's just a, a great, easy-going, chilled-out kind of sound. I think you're really going to dig it. Um, so let's, let, let's jump right in here. This one's called Ghost Surfer USA. Brand new stuff from The Trouble here on Album Drop 300 on CHU 89.1 FM.
skinny dipping best She will not let you in No, no, boy, she'll only On the record, making matters worse, Montreal's La Trouble and Ghost Surfer USA. And joining me here on the album drop on CHU 89.1 FM is lead singer Michael Mooney. Thank you so much for joining us today here on the show, Michael. I'm assuming you cleared these questions with my press secretary? Uh, I, I didn't, so feel, so feel free to stop me at any time. <laughs> <laughs> I will, man, I will. Perfect. Um, uh, the, the, Alternative the, facts. Anything, like, all encouragement, nothing negative, you know? Well, I, no I, talk about the time in jail, no talk about the drug addictions, uh, nothing like that, you know? Well, well are those... The size are, of the crowd, can we exaggerate the size of the, size of the crowd, do you mind? They've been huge, every night, huge. Yeah, absolutely. Huge, a huge, great, the greatest band, it's going to be great, the show's going to be great, it's going to be awesome. It, well, it's good to know you're making rock and roll great again. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, um, tell me how Lit Trouble, um, is, is it... I mean, now, pardon my, I, I don't speak French in any way, shape, or form. Uh, is, is it pronounced Le Trouble? Dude, you can say it however you like, but, uh, like, we, we do say Le Trouble, but I guess that's because we're living in Quebec. Uh, Le Trouble is fine, man. You know, it's a multi, it's a bilingual uh, name. It's a name that transcends borders. <laughs> and, and I, now, I have to ask you, you said you're living in Quebec, but your accent doesn't really sound Quebecois. No, no, I'm uh, I'm not from Quebec. I'm from the South Shore. No, it's not true. I'm from uh, I'm from Australia. Oh, someone's just touching me on the bum as we have this conversation. Sorry. Um, as soon as you mentioned Australia, right? Yes, <laughs> so I mentioned Australia. No, I'm from Australia. I moved here uh, a couple of years ago and uh, was lucky enough to meet these guys working in a music studio. So you know, we decided to play music together. So now, uh, now, uh, is the rest of the band from Quebec? Is that uh, the deal? Yes, they are. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. I guess culturally, was there uh, was there any kind of worry of uh, cross influence, or is it just you guys had had a thing and now now you got a band and it's going really good? Mate, it's it's all going. You know, everyone in the band has their own influences and tastes, uh, which is good. I probably I came from somewhere different, so I guess I you know certainly had a few different influences or, or and whatnot. But um, yeah, it's good, man. It's good. It's a good mix of dudes. Like, you know, some of the music they listen to I can't stand, and they probably don't like some of the that I listen to. But as a band, it uh, ends up working together, I think. And I, I guess that's part of what makes uh, the, the songs of Making Matters Worse uh, so, uh, so, so eclectic. Because um, there's no real one uh, kind of characteristic of sound. It really, it really does sound like uh, the work of a lot of people that are into a lot of different stuff. Is that a fair statement to make? That is, mate. Yeah, that is a fair statement, and it really is a. It's a very democratic uh, process, you know. There's no, uh, there's no sort of leader. I guess it really is a. It's five individuals um, all contributing, so that's why I think it ends up uh, sounding pretty eclectic, which I think we really enjoy, you know. Now, do you um, do you think that makes things easier, or does that make things harder to get just, to get stuff done? Uh, look, that's that's a great. You know, I, I think. You know, like any good family or any good. Uh, relationship or whatever you compromise in some parts so there's certain things you might do differently as an individual but that's 
just how things go, you know? So uh, in the end, I think it makes it better. I think that's, that's a richer experience, and that's what happens when you work with other people, as you probably know. Fair enough. I mean, that's actually, course, you know, th- that's exactly how we actually run this radio station. So yeah, um, that's it. There you go. You know, so there's certain things you're like, gee, I would have done that differently. But in the end, you side with the majority, you know, with the majority. And if they're people you love and trust, then that's just how it goes. You know, I always say it's our differences it's nice that make us special. Opinion. Yeah, it's, it's nice to not take your own opinion too seriously. I have to always be right or always win. So it's probably a good lesson for so I want to ask, because um, I noticed uh, on tour dates, uh, you had a bunch of stuff, I guess, in the last week or so, and there's a few days uh, before you hit, head back out on the road this week. Um, yeah. So did you did you go back to uh, to, to go back? Because I figured yeah, it looked like you stopped around Toronto. Are you, are you still there? Is that what's going on? No, we're not. No, no. We, we had to come back to our lives, uh, you know. I'm back doing what it is that sort of pays the bills, you know, before we go out and do the fun stuff on the road. So now we, we played London and Guelph, uh, Quebec, Montreal, London and Guelph, and then we came back, and then we're going to be in uh, Toronto and Ottawa this weekend. So so how hard is it to balance um, the stuff that pays the bills with the, the stuff that you would like to eventually have pay the bills? Um, but, 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 it's, I mean, it's all right. I think I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I have a job that's uh, like I work in music, so I, I have a job that lets me take off and, encourages me to do this but uh you know it, it probably keeps me from doing other sort of jobs or keeps me doing further education or whatever because this is where the this is where the spare time goes you know so but uh, i think it's worth it i think if you want to do anything kind of seriously you've got to give it some time so i love music i have to give up something for it so there you go it's all good man very lucky i feel very lucky to do it you know absolutely um, so for anybody uh, who's, who's only only heard of your band in the last few minutes here on the show uh, and is coming to House of Targ uh, on uh, Saturday, um, what should they expect from uh, Lizzo? <laughs> a bunch of aged men acting like juveniles, uh, lots of distortion, a lot of movement. It's a, really, it's a very energetic live show, or at least that's what my heart rate tells me, like uh, at the end of the gig and the smell of my clothing, so... Just, it's a lot of fun, man. I think we're we're definitely a band. We're a better band live than we are on record. That's for sure. Well, you're definitely booked in the right hall for it. Uh, I don't know if anybody's yeah, given you. Yeah, there's a place that one. I've never been there. No, but so, a lot of good stuff, man. It's yeah. it's a small room. That's an uh, that's that doubles as an arcade. Um, okay. Okay. Oh wow! Right. Pinball heaven. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's it's a retro arcade. Everything's restored. The guy who runs the place is really into that kind of stuff. So, um, oh man, nice. Must be a beautiful space. It's one of the hipper spots in town. So you, you're, it's the right place okay. for uh, a band. I mean, contemporary sounding band. So you guys should be nice, awesome. mate. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. I love playing this band. Like I, I wouldn't be doing it if uh, if it wasn't as much fun as it sounds. So the record hasn't been out that long. Are you just going to push it for a little while, uh, or is there is there plans to go back in the studio? What's the, what's, what's the next few months look like for the Trump? Well, we, we might, uh, like, we've, we've actually just signed with a record label, too, in Germany now, so we're probably going to go to Europe. I'm hoping to get back to my, uh, you know, play for my mother back in Australia at the end of the year. Um, but we do have a few extra songs. We might do a different kind of record uh, pretty soon, maybe like a five-song five sort of semi-live uh, EP. Uh, but we'll see, you know, just keep trying to make music until someone tells me to stop.
on the record making matters worse, there's Montreal's La Trouble. And how was I to know? And how would you have known that they were going to be in town on Saturday playing at House of Targ with Mosley and Shadowhand if I didn't tell you? Tickets are available at uh, Vertigo as well as Spectrosonic.com. It's a 19-plus show. So... From what I gathered of my chat with Michael, the uh, Australian frontman of the group formed in Montreal with four Quebecois gentlemen, it sounds like they're a good, fun-loving band, and uh, the record's fantastic, so I would imagine they're going to put on quite a show, and uh, I don't think you want to miss that. Although there are other options Saturday, and we'll be talking about that in a few minutes. This is episode number 300 of the album drop, and it's on CHUO 89.1 FM, and thank you so much for being a part of it. My name's Phil Shurikawa. If you're listening at home, and uh, you, or if you're in the car, or wherever you happen to be, um, send out a tweet using hashtag albumdrop300, and let me know what's going on. I'll, uh, I'll mention it sometime before the end of the program. I will. I promise. That Period. Um, happy Valentine's Day to anybody who is celebrating it, or isn't it horrible how corporations try to manufacture fake holidays to make us feel bad about being not expressive with our wallets in regards to, I I can't do it, I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying, to each their own, do what you gotta do, it's a thing, it's been a thing for a while, it's not gonna go away, because as a society we love having things, um, think about how many Facebook posts and uh, tweets and Instagram pictures uh, were shared today in regards to this fake holiday. It ain't going away. It's going to get worse and worse every year. So if you hate it, you're going to keep hating it. And if you love it, you're going to keep spending more money every year. Whatever you got to do, don't let that get in the way of the much larger things that you have to focus on on a day-to-day basis because that's far more important than any stupid thing the calendar says. Time to move on? Okay, cool. Let's do this. What the f*** is the internet? And now, the best of the online music community. It's- Am I on the internet? The internet? Is that thing still around? Thank you, Al Gore. For the internet. Ooh, they have the internet on computers now. This is what we found on the internet this week. Unlike yourselves, I was born without taste buds. Let me demonstrate. So imagine this. Super Deluxe uh, is, is a company that does uh, online videos. Uh, they're on uh, all the social uh, media platforms. And they analyzed the tweets of recent U.S. President-elect Donald Trump, and they, they've come to the conclusion that the man tweets the same uh, with using the kind of vernacular that was quite common uh, in the early 2000s uh, during the... Uh, movement of post-hardcore rock and roll known as emo. So they thought that it would be rather appropriate to take Trump's literal tweets and turn them into an emo song. And it's fabulous. Please sit back and enjoy this. Successful presidential election. Now, professional protesters decided by the media are protesting. Very unfair. 
Dann ist doch Fahrt dran Nothing else. You have to see that video simply for what they've done with the Twitter icon of Donald Trump's face to turn him into an early 2000s emo guy because it's absolutely fantastic. Super Deluxe is the name of the company that made that video, and you can see it on today's page at our website, thealbumdrop.ca. The album drop continues right now here on CHUO 89.1 FM. Here's your host, Phil Shurakawa. When I'm done with thinking, then I'm done with you. Joining me now via the telephone, Lisa Loeb. This is actually the 300th episode of my show, so I'm doing it bigger than normal. Oh my gosh, awesome. You're actually coming to Ottawa. You're going to be here on uh, Saturday to do two shows. Yes. So, I guess my first question would be, how do you keep yourself kind of balanced, or how do you keep kind of the energy level up when you have to do, like, the afternoon show and then the evening show? Well, it's funny. It's it's, um, kind of like going to parties, you know? Like, um, I've done this a lot of times, but I try to make sure I get enough sleep the night before. But usually, between um, the plan, what I plan on playing, and how I plan on the show going, and then the interaction with the audience... I don't know, it makes each show unique, and um, I don't know, it just keeps my energy up. And also coffee. Yeah. I love coffee. Okay. At least one one strong one a day, maybe two, um, and a possible nap. <laughs> a possible nap, okay. Yeah, definitely spoken like a mom. I wanted to ask you about uh, working with Amazon Music. It seems like kind of the, the, the perfect um, mix for, you know, what a, a modern you know, artist that has had some success already would be looking for. Is there a lot of, is there a lot of artistic freedom uh, working with them? You kind of just kind of do what you want and they're put it out there? Is that? Yeah. It's really a great balance because they're able to in front of a lot of eyes and ears. Um, I've mainly been making children's music with them and family music. I haven't put out a grown-up record with them, although my, my records are available on Amazon. Um, the kids' records are exclusively available on Amazon. It's sometimes hard because people like to go other places to get their music, but most people have easy access to Amazon. And there, there's people who work there that I'm working with who um, they've had a lot of experience in the music business, but 
part of their experience is taking them to a place where they trust the artist that they sign to make things. You know, they, they, they'll give a few comments here or there, but they really trust us, and it's, it's very refreshing because I'm a person who I like. I know what I want to hear, I know what I want to make, and I work with collaborators that we, we feel like we make stuff the way we want to and that other people will enjoy it that way. So it's a great partnership, and people, I think, who will like the records are the type of people who do spend a good amount of time on Amazon just like I do. That totally makes sense to me. I, I think it's a, a, a wonderful kind of middle ground for uh, you know distribution and stuff like that without having yeah. to go through all the rigmarole of being uh, exactly. through the... the and, and they're also able to print copies like one at a time. If you actually want a CD, they'll print up a copy. I also sell my CDs at my shows. So I have a slightly more developed packaging um, with the artwork and everything that I sell at my shows. So if you come to these shows in Ottawa... I have CDs and I sign them afterwards. Seems like families and kids still like the actual CD itself and the CD booklet. Um, you know, it's taking us a minute to, to get away from having any kind of actual, you know, CD or record or anything. Well, there's some, there's something nice about the uh, the tangibility of going to a show and buying something afterwards, especially if you get to interact with the artist who created that and you watched perform. Oh yeah. Definitely, yeah. I have the same thing. I just got to meet Sting the other day. I didn't buy anything from them, but it was very exciting to meet them. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think Sting would have noticed whether or not you bought his record. I can't say for sure, though. It's hard, you know. Probably, probably and I, not. And I, I, you, you've probably got a couple of police records, at least at the very, at the bare minimum. I have all the records. I have, I'm obsessed with police, especially the first four records. I, I own them multiple times on vinyl, cassette, uh, CD, you name it. Remixes, although I like the original, usually. Like the original version of the records, not the remastered and all that. Now, another thing that's going to be available at your shows this weekend, at least according to uh, your Twitter, is a 7-inch for the song uh, 3, 2, 1, Let Go. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I wrote this song um, for a movie, and it's really, like, high-energy, melodic pop, you know? And I'm really excited about it with some really great guitars on it. And on the flip side is one of my most... Uh, popular kids' songs, which is called The Disappointing Pancake. It's, it's so popular now that the grown-ups always request it at my grown-up shows. Um, very funny. I, I like that you call it your grown-up shows. But you can't say adult shows because that sounds a little... That doesn't... But, and there is a difference, you know? <laughs> Definitely. Um, that song was originally released as part of the movie uh, Helicopter Mom. Yeah, did you see? I don't know if you saw it, but they made a really cool, um, you can see it on YouTube. There's a show open, like a the t- title credits, you know, like the show open, it's animated, and the song is um, played behind it, and it's really cool. It's very, like, 1970s, 80s looking. I, I, I haven't seen it, but I know it's a, it's a Nia Vardalos, right? She's kind of like the driving force of that film. Yeah, Nia Vardalos. Vardalos. And I mean, like I mean, I saw my big fat Greek wedding when you know when it first came out and fell in love with the movie because it's yeah. fantastic. Um, but so, I want, but the movie's called Helicopter Mom. I wanted to ask you, would you consider? Are you a helicopter parent? I am. I don't want to be, but you know what? Honestly, I kind of am. I can't help it. You know, I think it's, my kids are still fairly young still, and so you got to keep an eye on them. My son is four and a half, and and uh, you know, I try to pretend like I'm not hovering but I, I tend to hover a little bit can't help it I'm trying not to I'm trying to let them be independent but I don't know no I totally yeah, I, I totally get that I mean my kid's two and a half and I oh, I, so you understand. I don't let them do anything 
I almost feel bad for saying that out loud, but <laughs> I can't help well, myself. When I was a kid, we used to walk from one neighbor, you know, walk to our neighbor's houses and ride bikes and stuff, but it's just different. People use our, our street. We have a really nice, quiet suburban street, but people like to use our street as a shortcut to going where they're going, and parents are always in a rush, and people are on their way to work, and you just really got to watch out, you know? Definitely. You will not hear any, you know, I'm certainly not going to knock any parent for the way that they want to protect their kids in any way, shape, or form, ever. Um, no, we try to let them do things little by little, like, yeah, go over there and ask for the thing, or go walk over there and, you know, grab your own plate, or whatever the thing is. You know, we try to uh, create situations where they can be more independent. Three, two, one, let go. Somewhere deep inside, I know you hit my love. I can't find the thing you were wearing gloves It's not among the things you stuck up on the show Did you hide it in the closet to keep for someone else? soundtrack to the film helicopter mom that's three two one let go brand new stuff from lisa loeb here on the album drop chuo 89.1 fm and she's still here so i wanted to ask um a bunch of questions as you can imagine a lot of people because i mean we're uh, we're a campus and community station so a lot of my listeners are, are people that are still in college and university right now um so they right. so their idea of you know New York City coffee houses in the 90s are pretty much epitomized from what they saw on Friends. Um, is that in any way uh, an accurate representation of what that scene was like? I mean, there might have been places like that, but that, that wasn't the kind of places that I would play. I, I didn't play coffee houses as much as clubs and, um, you know, clubs and bars, places where there'd be, you know, 150, 200 people, not two or three people sitting on a sofa drinking. 
drinking coffee. That was unusual. I don't I don't remember doing a lot of those kind of shows. Um, maybe when I was a little younger, when I was in high school or college. Uh, but but in New York City, it was um, it was more like I don't want to say cabaret because cabaret it, it wasn't that. It was singer songwriters. It was a stage. It was either standing room or tables and chairs, and people focused. I remember even there was one place um, that feels like it could almost be like that, but it really wasn't. There was a place at Columbia University that was awesome to play, and it was in the basement of a church, and there was no sound equipment or anything, and um, but everybody would just sort of crowd in there, and it, it was almost like, a, it was just like a folk club in a way. So it wasn't as it wasn't as sparse or as background music feeling as the Friends Coffee House looks. At least where I was playing, you know, maybe that existed, but I didn't. I didn't play in those places. Okay, because I've never really seen a place like that either. So I, I just kind of figured that, you know. But that, that... I mean, I see them now. Like I went the other day. Where was I? I was at a. I think I went in somewhere to get a coffee, and then I noticed they had a stage set up in the corner in case people wanted to play music. Um, so I, I think it exists because there's so many people who want to play. But it's not really the kind of place I would typically play. How did Stay end up uh, getting uh, on the Reality Bites soundtrack and in the the credits of the film? Well, Ethan Hawke, who was one of the actors in the movie, he was one of my friends, one of the people I used to hang out with a lot in New York City. Um, I met him right after college through some other actor friends who had been in some movies with him. And Ethan was a big fan and also a friend. And we worked together. I played music and wrote music for his theater company uh, productions. And um, he and his friends, they would come to all my shows. And along the way, Ethan asked me for a copy of my song, Stay, because that was one of the songs people really enjoyed hearing at my concerts. And I had just recorded a version with my band. So I passed that song along to him because he was working on the movie Reality Bite. And um, he the, he thought that it would fit in really well with the, with the movie. He also was trying to get me to write music for the band that he played in in the movie. He was in a band. And I tried to do that, but my song wasn't chosen for that. But in the end, uh, another song, Stay, got chosen for the soundtrack. And and that was kind of a big deal, obviously. I mean, um, from what I from, from what I've gathered, um, you you were the first uh, independent artist to top the Hot 100 charts uh, on the Billboard chart. I mean, like today, thanks to the way they've changed the way that chart is calculated with uh, you know streams and uh, Spotify and stuff like that, it's completely plausible. But at the time, that was just like completely unheard of. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, it really to say. was. Yeah, it was, um, it was really great that we were able to do a, a kind of a deal with the record company who put out the soundtrack. I mean, honestly, I was an independent artist. I wasn't tied to a record label, but the, the record label, RPA, and the radio department, um, once the song started getting played in Houston on the radio, they, that, they started to spread that story, and, and people were really interested to hear the song. And then I think the success of the video as well, Ethan Hawke um, had a really great idea for the video that we should do a video that was all done in one take. And, um, you know, a lot of people liked the video because Ethan directed it, and that was a great story. But really the story was that it, it was just such a unique video at the time. Usually videos were very high production, lots of edits. Um, and this was very different. It was very intimate and very, uh, you felt very close when you saw the video. So I think that also added to the story of the song. I continue to be really independent. It's like I, I worked with major labels. I've worked with small labels. Lately, I've been working a lot with Amazon. The website Amazon puts out my records um, exclusively. And 
I think because of the success of today when I was still independent and the way we made the record, it always gives me both the the sort of confidence, even though I'm I I'm generally a pretty confident person, but you know, it just gives me that that satisfaction of like, wow, we made something ourselves and it and it succeeded the way we wanted to make it. It didn't have to have some quote unquote like expert. We were experts in our own way, you know, we didn't have to get some executive at a record company to make it sound a certain way. Like we could we could make what we wanted and it's it's great to be able to trust your own voice like that. Absolutely. I also wanted to ask you, a phrase that comes up a lot in bios and in descriptors would be the phrase 90s icon. Um, does that bo- yes. does that bother you at all? Does, is that You know, it used to bother me because I felt like it was so, um, you know, it was like it was then and now there's nothing now. And, and as somebody who's been making records, like tons of records since the 90s, it's like, wait, don't you know I'm still doing things now? And it, it, it could be frustrating, but I have to say, after just continuing to play concerts some of them are you know every once in a while somebody will weirdly advertise my concert as like 90 you know playing hits from the 90s um i do still play those songs from the 90s i'm really proud of them and um after having done this for over 20 years professionally i will say to even have any label that that draws people in for a lot of people that's something that that warms their heart you know it's something that they've always it's something that they're proud of that they're excited about that's what they listen to and what my experience is mostly when people come to see shows or see me on a, a TV show on a cameo or, um, you know, whatever their interaction is with me, they, if they don't already have one, they form a, a current connection with me as well. So I understand there's music like The Police. Like, Sting has this whole long career, longer as Sting than as The Police. But I still think of him as The Police. I still think of Eric Clapton as Cream. But it doesn't stop me from going to see him. And if I'm impressed with something he's doing now, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. So... I don't, you know, I used to take it as kind of like a, what's the word, like, you know, cornering me into a place that I feel like, no, but I'm so much more than that. And yet it's it, it's fine, you know. Like I said, it's, it's uh, I'm lucky to have something that people really still remember and are connected to, and that's really great. Hi, this is Lisa Loeb, and you're listening to The Album Drop. You say Well, well, this is not that thing that I'm throwing 
tell you friends you know 22 years ago when i was uh 22 years younger than i am today and watching that video on much music i never thought in my wildest dreams that i would have the opportunity to chat with the lovely lady who wrote that tune lisa Loeb, from the soundtrack to the movie reality bites sorry if i sound a little hoarse i i've just been screaming my lungs out for the last three minutes singing that tune uh which is called stay uh the first number one song by an independent artist on the Billboard Hot 100. And she's coming to town Saturday playing two shows at the Centerpoint Theater. Uh, the first one is uh, in the middle of the afternoon, probably 2 o'clock or so. It's a it's a kid's show. Uh, she'll be doing a lot of the kid's stuff. And then the growing up show, uh, which starts at 8. And tickets available for that uh, Centerpoint Theater box office and uh, spectrosonic.com. This is the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. I'm Phil Shurikawa. Thank you for listening to our program as we celebrate 300 episodes of this wild, wacky, and crazy radio program. And uh, speaking of wild, wacky, and crazy, you thought that was uh, that was something. Wait to, wait to hear what we got next. Uh, we got one more tune. It's a cover. What's old is new again. Destination song of the week and the fact that i just interviewed lisa loeb and played stay if that wasn't wild enough for you what if i told you next that i was going to play a justin bieber song wait now before you go for the dial um it's a cover it's not bieber himself um so please stick around um covered and taped is the name of the brand new ep released last month uh and uh, available, ironically, through streaming services and not in a physical format by Florida Emo Icons Dashboard Confessional. Now, originally created as an excuse for the singer of a hardcore band to release sad solo acoustic tunes, they've grown into one of the premier touring arena rock acts of the 21st century. Um, like, seriously, legit. Uh, they sell out almost all their shows and they play big venues. Um, hard to believe as that maybe. Uh, I certainly never thought I'd say that out loud. Um, so this tune um, is actually, especially broken down like this, you'll find it's actually a, a fantastic tune. It's co-written by Ed Sheeran, so I mean, it, it's not without its merit. Uh, and uh, Chris Crabb's voice can't get away from it. It's called Love Yourself, Dashboard Confessional, here on the album drop, CHU 89.1 FM. That you rain on my parade And all the clubs you get in using my name You think you broke my heart, oh girl 
said it once and i'll say it a hundred times more if you haven't sat around and cried to a dashboard confessional record you haven't lived yet just i'm, I'm saying even when he covers bieber it's the album drop chu 89.1 fm and yeah covered and taped is the name of their new ep and uh there's there's tunes from uh, 1975 that they cover as well as uh, as that one um it's a really cool release um I, I, I definitely implore you to uh, check that out. It's on Spotify and Apple Music and most of the major streaming... Title 2, I would imagine, most of the major streaming services. We're just about out of time, but we have to get you caught up on what's been going on in the world. Um, at least in the world of music. We don't have time to get you caught up on what's going on in the world. We only have an hour, and it's a music show. So, uh, let's see how much of that we can cram in when we do this. The music world is always changing, and sometimes things slip through the cracks. The leader of one of rock's most gifted and promising bands, Nirvana, is dead, and this is the story as we know it so far. And the Grammy goes to... The Suburbs! Breaking news about the arrest of a popular Grammy-winning musician at his concert last night. The passing of George Harrison. The former Beatles... Prosecutors in Philadelphia have dropped their long-running fight to execute Mumia Abu-Jamal. From the pages of thealbumdrop.ca, this is the Music Meltdown. This is the Music Meltdown for February 14th, 2017. And this uh, cassette tape revival that uh, you may have heard so much about, we've talked about before on this program, is in dire need of more cassettes. When the format started to become obsolete 10, 15 years ago, big companies stopped manufacturing them. And now it appears that, in spite of them being cool again, it's not like vinyl where they can just kind of make new ones. Some of the technology uh, required just isn't around anymore. So there's um, an excellent article I've posted on today's page of the albumdrop.ca uh, talking about uh, what people are doing to attempt to remedy that. If you're uh, an artist who likes to press cassettes or a person who likes to purchase cassettes or a collector of physical music in, in general, it's it's a very interesting read. Um the, the other article I posted there today is also an interesting read. Um, it is in regards to, uh, and, and this comes up every year, it's the annual, um, the, the Grammys are out of date, um, why do we even care anymore? And I, I can't speak for anybody else but myself, but I, I can tell you why I watch the Grammys every year. Um, as, as, as funny as this may sound, anybody who's been listening for the last uh, 55 minutes or so, um, I fancy myself as somewhat of a music journalist, and as such, I, I am obligated to watch the Grammys, much in the way that a, a, a person who journals film would watch the Oscars, and a person who journals the medium of television would watch the Emmys. Um, do I think that the show this year was entertaining? No! Um, it really wasn't that good at all. Um, there were some parts of it that were good. Um, I mean, Ed Sheeran's performance was absolutely fantastic. 
I YouTube that one. And I, I also kind of enjoyed um, the part of Metallica and Lady Gaga where you couldn't hear James Hetfield <laughs> because that's how I feel about Metallica. Um, and in spite of the fact that Lady Gaga was there. Uh, but uh, you know it, it kind of brings uh, it begs the question where you know even the person who wins the biggest award of the night gets up on stage and says this is hilarious i don't deserve this um this should have went to beyonce which seems to be a theme of the grammys um then why don't they give her the award um but that's a whole different conversation for another day it, it's at, at the end of the day i think like i said it comes down to this as long as they keep holding these awards um people will will care um there, there will be it, there's a whole kind of subculture that's been made up of people that like to hate things and post their feelings about it you know in magazines newspapers and online and a target like the grammys is a super easy target because it's a really long show on on you know primetime tv with you know Allegedly the biggest stars uh, in the music business, aside from the ones who boycotted the show. And yet, you know, there, there, there's, you know, so much negative that comes out of it. I mean, it was, it's a great showcase for a, a number of artists that, you know, haven't gotten a lot of mainstream coverage. Like, how many people bought Chance the Rapper's music um, following uh, his wins this weekend? That's a huge deal. And yeah, he's been big in the hip hop world for for a little while now, but like, what does he? He doesn't get play on the radio, um, aside from stations like CHUO. So that's you know that's kind of why these things need to exist. I mean, and of course, you know, for every situation where you have, uh, you know, somebody like Chance getting getting notoriety, you 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 have situations like Megadeth winning Best Metal Album and the Grammy House Band playing Master of Puppets to walk them on stage. Because that is a thing that actually happened. Thankfully, it was in the pre-show webcast and not on TV. Because Dave Mustaine's face must have been fantastic. <sighs> so, um, will will they ever go away? No, probably not. Um, but is it definitely something that, uh, if nothing else, is uh, beats the heck out of what was on um, TV Sunday night? Yeah, I th- I think so. I mean, that's my opinion. But that's uh, this is my show. The show is called The Album Drop, and I want to thank you all so very much uh, for listening to this program, um, all any or all of the 300 episodes that we have done thus far. I, I could not have done without all of you. So thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Spotify. The website is thealbumdrop.ca, my email address for hate mail or you know just sending me your music if you're in a band or dare I say, sending me a message to say you actually like the show, is phil at thealbumdrop.ca. We'll be back in seven days, minus an hour, with a brand new episode of this program. And I'll leave you with a song from a record that came out 21 years ago today. I only got a couple seconds of it, but you'll, you'll know it from this. for listening. Bye. Have a beautiful time. Smell you later. I'll be back. For more information, check out thealbumdrop.ca. This whole thing has gone on long enough. When will this insanity end? Can I finish? Please, can I finish? We'll be back next week on CHUO 89.1 FM. Okay, I'm finished.